The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hey, everyone, Mark Kelly, Chief Customer Officer and Co-Founder of all of this. Very, very happy to have you on our show today, part of our Service Now podcast series. We have got Aaron Zepka on the show. Aaron is a Senior Director at IT Service Delivery at National Football League, also known as NFL. Aaron, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. Aaron, how did you come into the world of Service Now, firstly, before we jump into your role at NFL? We discovered that we were looking for a all-encompassing solution to manage quite a few of our different processes as well as functions within the NFL. And ServiceNow happens to be a great tool that has a very robust platform that provides a lot of different business functionality options to really pull several different business streams into a single location. Now, when you talk about your role day-to-day, what does your role encompass outside of watching a lot of NFL videos? <laughs> well, you, you can't go wrong watching a lot of NFL videos. And so we're very fortunate that's part of <laughs> our daily function. But uh, so I manage several different processes within ServiceNow from the ITSM side. And so we do IT service desk, change management, problem management, asset management, as well as the overall ownership of the ServiceNow platform. That's delivering a lot of other services to our business and business teams within the NFL. Beyond that, I'm also managing quite a few of our business relationship managers and back office application development. When you think the NFL, you obviously think about Super Bowl, and I can imagine the complexity of just your average game that's happening day to day and managing through all those different types of processes. But if we look at Super Bowl, what type of planning has to go into place and what type of prep work needs to happen? And I'm guessing there was and is an awful lot of manual effort and the opportunity to automate some of this work can add significant amount of value and maybe just create a little bit more detail around that because for novices listening in who don't necessarily know much about the NFL or the Super Bowl, what's that in COVID? Well, Super Bowl is a, a massive undertaking. Planning for a Super Bowl game actually takes years. The components within just the technology that are around Super Bowl is much more than a single game. It's a massive event. And it goes on for multiple days. And so there's technology that touches all different parts of that event. And you know, one of the challenges that we ran into while planning that event is that that event travels year after year. And so we have to deploy a massive workforce and technology footprint within that city that it's visiting. And we're really looking at a temporary location that we send thousands and thousands of assets to that have to be spread out across different parts of the city to provide some sort of function to either our technical teams, business teams, vendors, suppliers, and all different other areas within how that event functions. 
And so the challenge we ran into was making sure that we were able to track and maintain all those assets in a single location where we could easily identify where each asset lives in a temporary space. And on the back end, we're building a temporary asset inventory and location within ServiceNow of a city. And then we're assigning assets to a location. And so we have to send all those assets from our warehouse in our films office or one of our other offices into a single place within that temporary location. And then we distribute all those assets to workspaces. It's a very challenging undertaking to not lose uh, assets when you are in a remote destination dealing with human error and humans that are maintaining the equipment at sites that are not specifically managed day to day by your standardized asset policies and control. So we had to design those asset control mechanisms within ServiceNow and make sure that we have tracking for how we distribute all the assets. And so if you think of the life cycle of that event, our assets go from our warehouse to a warehouse on site within that city. Then they are distributed to users and different work sites for the assets to be utilized. And those can be computers, monitors, all different type of networking equipment and so on. They are utilized throughout that event. Then they're all returned to the consolidated single location within the city and then shipped back to our warehouse on site at one of our NFL locations. We are deployed on site at Super Bowl weeks in advance. And then we're only given two or three days to break it all down and ship everything back. It's a very quick timing for us to be able to check in all the assets multiple times throughout this process and ensure that we have all the assets returned. So we go into the weeds a bit. How many assets are you talking? Probably between 15 to 20,000 different assets go out to Super Bowl. Those could be from computers to laptops to printers to jerseys and jewelry and props for a studio shoot that's happening on site within Super Bowl. So it's just a massive range of pieces of equipment or property that has to be distributed out throughout the event. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions www.aldis.com. So me through, was this done manually before that? And then you started to help automate some of those processes to alleviate that because a human error, with the best will in the world, I can just imagine people with clipboards yeah. unpacking so- boxes, putting them back into the boxes, taking it off with a pen, and, you know, I could just see so many different possibilities of how things could go wrong. Yeah. Ten years ago, when I joined the NFL, this process was that we would go on site, we would create an access database, and we would manually key in every asset code. And so we would open hundreds and hundreds of laptop boxes and printers and everything. 
manually read off a barcode and enter it into an access database. It would take three or four people 10 days to enter all this data. And then when we were recovering it, it would take 20 to 25 people three days to really be able to enter all the data and verify that everything was returned. And so to automate that, what we added was RFID barcodes and asset tags to our assets that can be scanned from outside the box. And so what we'll do is we'll have assets on a pallet, 100 laptops on a pallet. We can actually walk around the pallet with this hand scanner and pick up all the tags on that pallet. And because those assets are live and breathe within ServiceNow, we're able to identify each tag to each laptop and know that these 100 laptops were shipped, they were received at the new location, and we start deploying them out. And you're talking maybe two minutes to scan 100 laptops. That used to take us 15 minutes per. When you think about savings there, you know, that is incredible. When you work that out, that is, talk about the needle and the haystacks kind of analogy, right? That just is, that just blows my mind. And what an amazing case study to be able to show that because those 25 people can obviously be redeployed to be doing better work across the organization, you believe, right? Oh, there's so much savings. The extent of just the breakdown process, we would stay days after the event and we'd have all these people. So now we don't even need all these people to stay. So instead of making people who have worked 20 plus days straight stay even longer, we're able to let them go home. And then we're so much faster at the process. And I'll say that we're also more efficient. For the last several years, we've never lost an asset. You know, it's so easy for us to identify and track everything that we have cost savings from loss, cost savings from time, but not only that, I think that people are just happier with the process. The work of opening and taking a giant printer out of a box and re-putting it in the box is not a fun job. It's a lot. And if you think you're doing that two, 300 times uh, and then building out a pallet to ship back, it's just a lot of manual labor that we were able to get rid of. Yeah, fantastic story. And I'm sure we could go into to more detail in further episodes, which I hope we can, Aaron. Yeah. Tell us a little bit where you see the platform evolving to and what are you most excited about? You know, ServiceNow has done a great job of really trying to evolve their mobile presence. And for me, the power of being able to do any type of request, incident, or respond to a ticket as a resolver from a mobile device is so powerful. You couldn't be walking or you know, the floor outside or wherever and be able to immediately pick up something and respond to it. It's just an amazing change from 15 years ago where you always had to sit in front of a computer. And so the fact that they keep pushing for better mobile capability and more functionality out of the mobile device, I just think is an astronomical feature that they're going to keep improving. Beyond that, is really around building automation around the workflows within that mobile footprint. If I can request access 
to a shared drive or folder or something along those lines. And I do that from my mobile device. And that sends a request to somebody who able, is able to approve from their mobile device. But in the background, a script runs that, that grants me that access. That's just phenomenal. The timing of it is almost instantaneous. That used to be something that would have to go through several layers of IT people. To It would go to a technician. The technician would assign it to the approver. The approver will give an email approval. Then the technician assigns it to an operations team. The operations team grants access. Then that operations team tells the service desk. The service desk tells the user. Eliminating all these steps and being able to do it in the palm of your hand is just absolute growth in the right direction. Yeah, I love how you articulate and explain that. And the amazing thing is that you've just given that example where every different business and industry is going to have something similar that they can apply it to as well. But it's going to be slightly different depending on the context. But it's also going to free people up to allow them to have a better experience and work in a way that they want to work that's comfortable to them while just getting things done in a, in a seamless fashion. It's a particularly good example to share. Aaron Zeptke, IT Service Delivery Manager at NFL. Thank you very much for taking the time and sharing those wonderful case studies with ourselves and your insight of where you think the platform is also going in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.